When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I'll get back to writing a weekly column also called Unpopular Opinion real soon. And when I do, I'll use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I'll come on this show to defend those opinions. Until then... Joining me today, he's a comedian who you might be familiar with from his appearances on things like the Sideshow, Sideshow, Tom and Jeff, Watch Batman, and I can't think of where else you would have heard him. Ladies and gentlemen, making his debut appearance on the podcast, Jeff May, also joining me. I don't know if there's anything else I could say about this guy that would possibly make you love him more. Other than to say he was going to pay your bills next month or something. Which he's not. But still, what a fucking dude. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about myself. I'm Adam Todd Brown. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, who do we have in the studio tonight? Who is that, puppy? Winter is win, Winter hasn't heard Clippy's voice in a long time. Hey, it's me, Winter. <laughs> Need there some help is. from a talking dog? <laughs> it's Jeff it's May, oh, everybody. Oh, I'm here. All the, I made it here. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it's been a while since you've been on an episode. It's like... Several weeks. Several minimum. weeks. Possibly hundreds of possibly weeks. Possibly nearly hundreds <laughs> of weeks. Yeah. It's been a while. This is uh it, it's something that we have uh we have decided to do. We have. And uh and I have no idea how this is gonna go. I mean I'm gonna um, murder you, probably. Is I'm that gonna... what we think would happen? I There's mean the reason I bought a bottled water before I came here and didn't accept a, a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no fool. Right, right. No, no DNA. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How have you been? I'm good, good, good. I'm in the same place. You have moved exponentially closer to my apartment. I've moved closer to your apartment. I've moved. We had a whole studio that you never recorded a single episode in. Yeah, that's for a, a whole year. That's like missing an entire season of a TV show and then just a character from nowhere <laughs> showing up. It would be like in The Sopranos if that Russian guy that escaped in the forest came back at the end. <laughs> so yeah, what have you what have you been up to? Well, lately? Uh, well, Interbrat, you know the hardest part of the show for me. Forgot about that. Is the first few minutes everyone forgets about that. You know, that's when I spend all that time asking everyone else, I in this case Jeff, I regret doing this. What's going on in their life when no one cares? I think a lot of people care. And really, what they want to know is what I. Because how long has it been since the people have heard from me? It's like too soon, too recent. Like it's been a week, min, short max. for minimum. Max saves me time when I talk. I think max a week. It could even be less than that. Yeah, you're oh. right. Fade it out, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Just off camera. We're not there live streaming. There. Hey, Brett. Dan uh, Brown goes. Uh, <laughs> big brother. Is that still what he says? Is that still? Yeah. He. Well, even more so. He, he still hosts the podcast about Big Brother. Thank Christ. I know. I'm a subscriber. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's... A, I'm a patron of it. <laughs> and uh, he's working at Yahoo Sports. Oh, that's a company still. Yeah, pro- producing sports podcasts. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, good for him. That's you got to get him to uh, snipe some guests. I know. I've thought about. You're like, get me Ricky Williams. Asking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Can we Ricky... get Ditka? <laughs> get Ditka on here. Yeah, get get some. <laughs> Can we get the, uh, the whole 1986 Bears? <laughs> Can you get them in here? All on three seats. Just <laughs> They're spacious seats. Yeah. So oh, so it's been so a while, and, it's been and a while. It, it's, there, there is the idea that we're coming into this with the awkward levels of like exes meeting up for like a dinner. 
Well, it's and being like, "How are you?" It's a lot like when we had Jack on. Yeah. When yeah, I'd say so. He started whatever when the fuck he left, he's doing now. He, yeah. yeah. So over the past, it's been what a year and a half, something like that. Maybe it was like Christmas 2017. I want to say roughly. I almost said it or, couldn't have been Christmas because it was warm out, but we're in Los we live Angeles. In Los Angeles, Jeff. You yeah. So tick. <laughs> yeah, it could very well have been Christmas. So it's been a, it's been a year and a half, and uh, uh, a lot a lot has changed. A lot has stayed the same. Some people you know, some people you are meeting for the first time. Right. Um, but yeah, so I uh, we left. I, I started uh, I started a network with uh, Raquel post breakup. Uh-huh. So we broke up, but we were still co-parenting. Uh, right. Uh, and then uh, we'd started a network, and uh, which is still going, by the way. Then, uh, But I'd left, uh, and then I am doing uh, two podcasts now, because it's, of course, I am. Edit that out, Brett. Edit it out. Tom yeah. and Jeff watch Batman uh, with Tom Ryman. Which I'm obviously. sure lots of people listening to this had to have heard that I'm assuming nobody listening, like... I would say 80% of the people are aware of what I've been up to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think – and, and then I do a show for a fucking toy company where they give me – I feel like that's not very on brand for it's, you. It's so funny. When I got the show and they were like, uh, you know, will you do it? And, and I, I started being like kind of demanding. Not, not like a yeah. diva, but I was like, I want full creative control of my show. I want to do whatever I want. Got it's to. not even a comedy podcast. That's great. I just get to fucking talk. Yeah. With and like hang out with people for an hour. It's great. If it's funny, it's funny. But uh it's been I did like that uh we met up for lunch the other day. We did. And uh, first time in a while and I showed up wearing a Batman shirt and I showed up in a Britney Spears shirt. It was It was fucking reciprocal day. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was insane. Yeah, it was great. Um but yeah, I think uh, it'll be good, I think, to stop getting DMs about why I'm not, why it, I left. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I think, because I've probably gotten, over the course of a year and a half, probably 120 yeah, it, DMs. It's a thing that, like, we put out so many podcasts that people get behind, <laughs> and there have been so many points throughout the last year and a half where someone would catch up and be like, Whoa! What happened to Jeff? Yeah, where did he go? And like, I don't, I don't know. I to some extent, I feel like people. I understand the the desire to want to know all the details. Yeah, but life doesn't work that way. Yeah, like we're and you, like, what are you being so nosy for? Yeah, sometimes things don't work out. The weird part about it too, and and, and something I don't know if 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 it's ever like people will. Like I'll say a thing and people will be like, "Well," or they like they'll they'll say something awful about Raquel or something like that. Or yeah. Like people, and I'm like, in what way does it seem like I invited a shitty statement from a stranger about somebody that I I know? Yeah, that that's something I I feel like I want to address right away so people aren't uh, expecting this to become like a let's bash Raquel thing. Like I at one point someone tweeted I think after. You left her podcast yeah. and tweeted, and they started it with "with all due respect," which, which crazy way to start. Nothing this respectful has ever come after exactly. that sentence. Yeah, and they said something like, "Now that the third wheel is gone, are Adam and Jeff gonna get back together?" And it's like that's not even sort of respectful to anyone, including me, because the notion that I would. Have someone co-host a podcast with me for months and months and months just because like she was I, your girlfriend? Yeah, or like something? that's like the, I I think it, it I think that attacks our integrity a little bit. It sure does. As as something that you would br- like, I never would have brought her onto a show that I was doing to ruin the quality of it, right? Just because this is a person that I'm uh, I'm with. Uh, I still say this. I think she's very funny, and I think she's an excellent podcaster. She's very funny, um, and she brought a lot to that podcast. It was just a very volatile mix of personalities. It, it was. And talking about sometimes very emotional and heated touchy and, things. And insanely sometimes personal. Like and I think that's that, why that podcast worked so well. Curveballs of personal stuff. Right. Where you're like, Hugh Hefner was a bad person. And it was like, well, he wasn't bad to me. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How is that even a sentence you can say out loud? 
Uh, and that's actually one of the things, one of the one of the realizations I had afterwards is is um, is uh, while I always felt like she had a lot of uh, bad points, uh, she had some good ones that I didn't give credence to, and I I did feel post uh, post the sort of like the schism, uh, I felt like oh yeah I should probably change how I how I interact and how I view certain viewpoints, and I changed a lot of how I view the world uh, yeah. since. And how I need to, I think, listen more and believe more. Yeah, she was in a tough spot in that me and you, at least in some capacity, had been working together for years for a long time. Yeah, we had been three and a half years into recording yeah. together. Yeah, That's like a you were lot. you were the first person I met in Los Angeles. Yeah, basically, aside from coworkers, and you and I have very similar viewpoints on a lot of things. Right. And, and so I do feel like maybe uh, you and I, it's, it's very easy to like just dismiss something I don't agree with. Right. As like, oh, come on. And now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, you know what? Our experiences are very different and maybe I'm not getting 30 pictures of dicks in every social media platform You're not? at all times. I do. But I mean, yeah. the, I was doing a theory thing. Did you block me or something? Like I send them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but no. Uh, so we we had... Over the course of of the past, I think, year and a half, uh, what people don't know is that you and I have flirted with the idea of, of sort of meeting up. We had a uh, – you <laughs> wanted to meet up at an Outback Steakhouse. I live in Burbank, last baby. Year. We went to Outback friggin' Steakhouse. It was – I was like, that's the When pop, you're in the woods, you climb a few trees. <laughs> Uh, I was like, no Olive Garden, just uh, just out back. All right, we could have gone to both. They're like right by each other. And yeah, and, and we had uh, ideas, and then sometimes you know, uh, you know, things kind of fell through. And and uh, I think there were still a couple of things that I was uh, not bristling about, but some still like simmering on the stovetop uh, situations, yeah. but uh, not necessarily in a hard feelings way. Yeah, it's it, it's a thing that. I knew I wasn't ever going to get the resolution like I wanted. Like, yeah. Well, the 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 podcast, like our professional sort of relationship, ended uh, due to conflict. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I mean, I don't feel like going too crazy about it, but uh, you and Raquel had a, a a bump, and I yeah. was too flabbergasted to be level headed enough to calm it down. Uh, yeah, that's I think the best way is that I my failing in that situation was sort of not asserting a certain level of calm. Yeah. And that was I mean, that was kind of what I was, I guess, bothered by for a while is uh, I felt like, you know, well, we've been friends forever and you've been dating this girl for a couple of years. Like, why not stick up for me when that's actually a pretty unrealistic way to explain expect you to react like you are living with her you're seeing me yeah. like five hours a week I th- in to both record a podcast and i got that in both directions yeah and one of the things i think uh one of the things that kind of occurred during that process is me recognizing what my weaknesses and problems were that led to this situation and how to avoid those in the future yeah uh and trying to and uh, the thing is, uh, you too might be the two most stubborn people I know. Uh, and I'm a little stubborn. I think, I think that comes to the fact that you might be the smartest person, you know, and it's hard. Smartest to- person I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's very hard for you to admit a failing when you are usually right about stuff. Oh yeah. And so I thought I, I was always like, you know, if either one of these people recognized their problem. I would be, be like, all right, let's now let's continue doing a thing, uh, but I didn't get it from either of those two people. Yeah, and so it led to a breakup, and it led to a a professional sort of schism. It was yeah. it was that, and that's really like I was sitting there essentially for the past, I mean, year and a half from your perspective, but it was only it wasn't that long with with Raquel because I couldn't live in a situation right. like that. Um, I was just waiting for an apology and a consideration of of the actions from either end, and I never got it, and that that really bummed me out. But I also I did apologize for the Twitter thing. Yeah, yeah, and you said yeah, that was not which I I, I did lash out, but I still feel like I had some points there. But that's that's the whole thing. Like it's also like a year and a half ago, yeah. and we're adults. We can and- grow as people. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm not going to hold on to that 
forever. Like, especially not now, man. Friends are dropping like flies. Like, yeah. if they're not dying, they're out. Oh, and- wow. I don't know. It's uh, it's an issue. And so I have made a lot of shifts. I have I, I tried I tried doing the network uh, with Raquel, and I thought it was good, but it, it sort of started to deteriorate where I saw that I was uh, not going to be welcome anymore. And I think a lot of that had to do with sort of, you know, I started dating somebody, and, and it was, I think, indicative. Yeah. Uh, kind of a slap in the face uh, from, I, I'm guessing, her. I don't want to say too much. Uh, I'm not certainly not speaking for, for her, but, uh, you know, I wish zero ill will in her direction, and, I, and it might not be the same. But I think a lot of that is it was more of like a wasting time yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, I haven't. I wa- I haven't listened to the podcast, but just because I don't I don't listen to any podcast. Yeah. I I don't always even listen to the episodes that go up on this network. Like oh. I sometimes just have to trust that the Brouhaha team will crank out an acceptable podcast. Do a charmed review. <laughs> yeah, like I can, I just don't always have time. But I mean, I heard good things. I wish Raquel the best. Yeah. Uh, Jess McDonald, friend of the show, she's co-hosting. Yeah, now. yeah, and I think they have. Uh, I think they have shifted to a sort of like a, a current events feminist slant, which I think is good. Yeah, uh, it's it, that's a that's a good route to take. Yeah, in I, this climate. Yeah, I have no I have no ill will uh, in that direction. Uh, so that and that's that. And and so help me God, if you send me a message on any social media talking poorly about people that I have worked with or have been important in my life, like, fuck off. Why do you think that's a good... Yeah. Like, you need to learn how to behave when you're talking to people, and that's not it. Yeah. I I don't don't love that at all. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, my thoughts on, I I guess my, my final thoughts on, I don't know, but I just, I'm not, I'm over it. Like what? Yeah, we have to move on. Like what transpired with the Monday show and with Raquel? Like there is so much happening in the world. Yeah. Like for me to hold on to that would be. Yeah, we were a weekly podcast on a Patreon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like let's have, let's throw a little perspective in the mix and uh, and say you know what do you want to carry with you? Yeah. So I just want to make it clear I don't have any ill will toward Raquel. I don't. I I would also join Jeff in saying don't. Don't tweet at me. Don't tweet at us and expect that we're going to join in shit-talking people yeah. we've worked with. We have no interest in that, especially on my end where it's like somebody I was uh, I was uh, in love with. Yeah. Like, why would you think that's – I don't even like it if somebody, like, knows my ex-wife and says something terrible. I'm like, why? I don't care. Why would you do that? That's a cruel thing to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people have said crazy shit to me in my life, and yeah. I've gotten over it. But I'm here now. But Jeff's here now. Ladies and gentlemen, in the room, we got Jeff May. Jeff May, how you doing? I wish we... <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff May. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May with a hilarious gaff. Hello, then. Hello, Dan Governor. Hello, this is Jeff May. I'm me. starring in Chernobyl, I is. Me's Jeff May, me is. We's Russian, we be. <laughs> God, that was so good. That was good, but I did love every time Mikhail Gorbachev would pop up and be like, Hello, Governor, how long's the re- uranium gonna decay? Is we's gonna get some de- decay on the uraniums? <laughs> that was the best. I will, uh, I, I, it, it is funny, I think, to establish the idea that British English is the, is like basic, is the basic statement. Because right. You're like, oh, because good actors. Yeah. That makes sense. And the, the argument with that show, like, I would bring that up. Like, why can't they just have Russian accents? And people are like, it'd be too distracting for the actors. Have you fucking seen the Americans? You know why uh, You know why I think it's important they don't have Russian accents? Because if it does, it makes me think, oh, these Russians are speaking English in their meetings. But when they all talk in British, I know that it's a full-on sort of sound uh, translation. True. Which is weird. Chernobyl was one of those fascinating things to me where i was like i hate every moment of watching this and if it doesn't get all of the emmys i'm gonna riot because like i felt so uncomfortable and i like it was good but i hated it yeah like i I hated watching it because it made me feel so uncomfortable and so like you don't leave an episode of chernobyl feeling good at all yeah i hated and we talked about this on an episode i hated that it probably set back the idea of us ever embracing nuclear energy by I don't know, 100 years, like we'll never 
And like, yeah. we're not 80s Ukraine. We could fucking run a nuclear it's, power plant without so, it. Well, because one of my specialties was Russian history. So as I'm watching this, I was like, it's actually the graphite that ended up becoming part of the problem because graphite was cheaper to use. Right. At the time. And then so like when they started talking about all the graphite, I was like, ah, ah, yeah, yes, yeah I was right. And they're like, yeah, congratulations. You read a book yeah. 15 years ago. So, well, now that we have all that out of the way, what I don't, you haven't been on the show in a while. So, yeah. what we do on this show, because I have so many shows now that are just specific. What, these are shows? Things. Okay. Show, this is a podcast, is what we're doing. This is a podcast. Podcast. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to electrocute this guy, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, we just talk about unpopular opinions on All this right. show. Do you have any? Oh. Is there anything? That would have been nice to have on the text. Happening. Right, yeah, I'm I know. The, well, I, I honestly thought we were. this was going to be an hour of us. Hashing it out? Hashing it out. But Boy, also, we people would have left. That yeah. would have gone to a fight, probably. It probably would. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, now I'm like, okay, all right, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. I felt undervalued the first half of my existence here. Uh, Did you? A little bit. I, I, I'm, I, I apologize. Do you want me to tell you, if you the felt that way? one moment that really oh, turned Do it? we want to do this? Do you want to? Because I'll tell you it. Okay, you tell me your one thing and I'll tell you my But okay. I've told you my one thing. Yes. Uh, we were at a uh, Portugal the Man at the Troubadour. We were in the alley. We were all hanging out. Uh, and this was, we were uh, about, I think, eight months in to the podcast network, and I was, uh, I was working for free. Uh, and you kept telling Brett, who was still at Cracked, that you wanted to pay him to come and work. Well, and, uh, and that was like a real devastating sentence, because at the time I was uh, starving. Yeah, I mean, it, I understand. And that one made me your... feel like insanely undervalued. Yeah, it w- that was more, I hadn't seen Brett in a long yeah. time and Brett along with you was pretty instrumental in yeah helping me build this like I wanted to pay you too and I did eventually yeah and that's one of the things that turned into a big fight on the last episode uh but uh, yeah I mean I understand that was the one that was the one thing cuz I'd always carried it but uh it with with situations like cuz of how it's I mean like if we do people know like how the Patreon network, sort of like how it came about and like what was going on with like what cracked being super shitty to you and like all that stuff. And like, I well, that's on. the thing. I had I signed an NDA, okay. so I can't. I didn't sign shit, right? So cracked was super shitty to you, yeah. And they fucked you over so bad that when you were like, "This is what I need to do now." It's it's kind of what I've been wanting to do anyway, and I wanted to work my way away from there. Oh, I love the idea. Why did it take this long to figure out that I can just say the things that I you know? Can't? This is amazing. Yeah, uh, they fucked you so bad, and and and, uh, and you were my best friend. And so I said, "Well, I'm going to do everything I can. I, I'm I'll do literally anything. I will give you like we re- we essentially turned a fan recorded bit into an album. So my first thirty minutes of recorded comedy professionally ever, yeah. I gave you for free. Right. Uh, and and so like I did that, which. Uh, we got into a text fight at one point in time where I was like, I don't think you understand how important that part of it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may have been drunk at the time because you were like, big fucking deal. And I, I was, was like, drunk a whole lot after uh, all this. And happened. I was like, no, that is a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was that. And then there was like, uh, just record. Like, I'll come in and I'll record and I'll, I'll work for free consistently just to get you back on the feet that I think you deserve to be on. Right. But as soon as I was able to pay you, I started paying you. And then on the last episode of the Monday show, I got told I keep all the money for myself uh, at a time when I was paying you both. It, yeah, I could, I could see that as not being a, a correct uh, statement. And that you're the cornerstone of the network. <laughs> yeah, but not, that chapped your ass, huh? I don't. Well, uh, I think she chose the wrong word. I've been working really hard for a long time to build the following that I have. Oh, yeah. And... It put me in a kind of a all right. Well, then go build another on pops. Yeah, sort of. That's fair mindset. Even I was just like, what? Yeah, but like that's that like that stuff. I hate that we're even bringing it up again. No, but it's it's like the thing that bothered. Like this happened, I think, a couple weeks before the last Monday show. And I've told you this before. The thing that you said that really bothered me was we were recording or we were about to record and you came in and sat down and you were like, oh, by the way, when you die, I get all this. 
And I was just like, uh, Stuart, one, was, are you planning to kill on you. me dying yes. soon? Like, now I'm never going to die now that you said no, that. you won't die. And also, I, it just felt like, you know, I've, I've put in years and years and years, yeah, and it just felt like... You know that was just a bit, right? I know, but when it when you couple it with all the things that were said on the last Monday show, like I I don't give you any hope for the future. It's like I don't have any hope for the future. Like I'm like this network brings in a one person salary per month, and it it like I do what I can to pay people, yeah. and I was paying people at the time, and it just it felt like I was trying to work toward making this a thing that we could all make decent money with, and it just i felt resented at the end like yeah that's not like i couldn't it's not a thing where i could go get a day job and do this yeah like that's not realistic like i have to do this to keep it going and the idea was eventually it would grow and it 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 just kind of it really blew my mind that money became an issue when we weren't making any yeah i think money becomes an issue like but I also understand. I never told you out loud just the dire straits that we were in. Yeah, and like, I, I understand. We were, like, money is an issue. I was, a, I was like a month and a half away from being homeless. Like, like that's like a real thing. And like, but still. Doing, I wouldn't let you be homeless. I Jeff. know. I know. But still being. I'd murder you. <laughs> yeah. I would never, yeah. If I can't, if this house can't have you, no one can. <laughs> but no, that's like a real thing, though. Like when, you know, and I think from from her perspective, from a, a loving partner watching me suffer, I think that was very hard to see that. And, you know, there isn't as much disclosure financially as it was. But, uh, you know, you you did start paying me and, and I, I greatly did appreciate that. But there was like a. It was it was sort of like the after like I had said uh, when I was trying to work on twenty two pages where I was like I can't do it for on pops because there's no way that I could make money off of it the right way uh, and then yeah you started paying me after that I think because you were like oh shit yeah like you're right like I saw that that because that's when you it was after we had that conversation that I started getting paid and yeah. I think that was you being like you're right yeah but yeah that makes you make a good point and and I part I of that, that was also I had been running a podcast network at that point for what, like a year, maybe like I, I was, I'm still figuring all this out. The thing with 22 pages, one, you should still do it. Yeah. But also my problem there was just that you didn't like, we didn't talk about it. Like I just sort of found out that it wasn't going to be an unpops thing. And then we talked, that was, well, that was me telling you that I was yeah. Oh, I thought I did. Tell you posted you about on that Facebook. That's how I found oh, out about it. Oh yeah. Uh, was that? Oh well, that was probably not handled well. Yeah, and that was that was my only concern. Like yeah. I understand, I understand why you would want your own thing and all that. Yeah, that was my only issue there. Yeah, it it was really one of the. And there's a lot of stuff. Like a lot of. I think there were other people that were sort of. Uh, and there is sort of an aspect when you're a a thirty something year old uh, professional comedian and podcaster, uh, adult man, and there are people that that do sort of like there is a chip on the shoulder you're going to get when enough people call you like a sidekick or like a, a supporting yeah role or something. Where and I'm I definitely like, understand your. Yeah, where I'm like, hi, I'm fucking amazing. Yeah, and I I feel like I did try to defend you. Yeah. against that. Yeah, but it's hard. You can't. I can't. Like defend. we're not we're not Batman and Robin. We're no. Batman and Batman. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think a lot. Like I can't. I'm Val Kilmer. I can't. You sure are. <laughs> you sure are. And I will be Ben Affleck a hundred percent. Who is my unpopular opinion? Uh, the best person they picked to play Batman. In the worst possible Batman movies you could imagine. It's the, those movies are so bad. They're so bad, and he, and he's so great. He is like I love it, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck in those movies specifically is amazing. Yeah, and like everyone's like Christian Bale. I'm like, was he? Watch again. Yeah, watch Christian Bale as Batman again. See how see how see how <laughs> Oh yeah, man, that's what my Batman sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. One hundred percent. Fuck you. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, so but there were there were a lot of like, you know, people would uh, people from the Internet would say that, you know, like they would I would hear it in that way. And so, yeah, that that does get to you after a while where you're like, you know, I know my talent level and stuff and I know the amount of work that I put into things and, and what I brought. So to then be sort of like 
treated not by you but by other people, that is going to put a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And I carry that. And that, I think, was also a problem on my end, for sure. Yeah. Like, I recognize that problem. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't know. I did what I could yeah. to... I try to recognize my failings while not, um, like, highlighting them and letting them sort of dictate me, but just being like, this is... You know the the imposter syndrome, the the you know the the ADD bullshit, like all these things that are problems for me. Like I recognize that they exist, and now I will battle them as best I can. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, so much. I think we. I think it's important that pe- people uh, recognize our problems, recognize what the problems are, and then act accordingly. I think that's so important. And I I don't know if I had been. Yeah. And it, it's, I don't know, it's important to talk about things. Yeah. Tra- like, I wish. Things and stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I I almost asked Raquel if she wanted to record, uh, probably separately. But, like, I don't, I don't know. That That's really the only way to resolve shit like this is you have to talk. Yeah. About I mean, it. feel free to make that offer. I, I think she'll probably tell you to go to hell. I uh, think so. I feel like there needs to be more. But. You a know, little more time, but yeah, I think um, I think she'll be uh, if if I can be a hundred percent honest. I think she'll be better at like when she's uh, in a relationship that's more built for her and and sort of uh, more sort of on board with certain things that I kind of was just like I can't you know. And then once that happens, I think she'll be a lot better. But uh, I think she views you in the same way she might view an ex, which is like I'm done, I'm done. But hopefully not. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I want nothing but success for... There isn't anybody, I think... Well, there's a couple people, but there aren't people that I've had, like, personality conflicts with that I I hope, like, failure for, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want... I mean, unless you're out there blatantly ripping me off, I don't, like, want people (laughs) to fail in general. Like, Like, there's... Yeah. One of my... Like, if you look at Patreon, for example... Yeah. I was the first person from Cracked to start a Patreon. Yeah. And now all these other people have Patreons, and we're all doing fine. Yeah. There is room for... This is a big fucking world. It's a huge country. A small fraction of the populace is listening to all of our shit. There's so much more room for everyone to grow. Yeah, and you find that. And it's it's just counterproductive to want people to fail. That's not the kind of yeah. energy you want driving your life. And, and contrarily, too, I would I would uh, I would suggest that people listen to shows that have a different slant. You know, like I think a, a show by somebody like uh, a show by Raquel, not even somebody like Raquel. <laughs> How about fucking Raquel? I think it's good. I think she's uh, I think she's hilarious. I think she's very funny. I think she's very quick. And on top of that, I think a female-led podcast that talks about news with a, a feminist uh, slant and ideology is important. Right. Especially if you're a shitty dude like us. Let's start one. Let's start one. <laughs> we're going to chick cast. We're going to talk about feminist icon chicks. Talking about the broads. Yeah. Let's talk about president broads. Who you got? <laughs> How about this new studio? It's kind of nice. I like it. I like all the sequins everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. that was the thing I started at the last studio. We had desks for everyone at the old studio, or tables. Now no tables. This no? is better. Is it? I think so. Is it? It is. Okay, that's fair. I would have liked to see t- uh, desks. Yeah, they were individual, like, 36-inch tables. Looks like, uh, <laughs> I'm just doing it in my head. Oh, like school. <laughs> it was like school. Everyone had their own little school desks. Pretty much. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Exactly. I um no, what you were talking about with like all the patrons and everything like that. I do like the idea. Like I love what Tom and Dave did. Mm-hmm. When they did the gamefully unemployed and like the idea that they were going to have like a well, this is what we like to do. This is what people want to hear us talk about. Let's fucking do it. Right. And I liked that. And and so when they went through like their shit, I did very much like what I did with Unpopular Opinion, which is let me do everything I can to help you be there. And that's where Tom and Jeff watch Batman came from. And uh, that's been a blast. What's that podcast about? <laughs> you know what? Every every week is different. Oh, oh it's just cool. like a real smorgasbord. Just of, a pop uh, culture news. Yeah. Uh, topical yeah. News yeah. Thing. Yeah. We cover a lot of things, mostly Marvel. No. Oh, no. Mostly, <laughs> mostly Star Wars and Marvel. Um, 
So do you have any, have you had time to think? Do you have any unpopular opinions? Ah, uh, you brought that, ba- that heat, heat that, that Ben Affleck heat coming in. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I am trying to, uh, like, my unpopular opinions, uh, there are things like uh, that fucking guy, the, the, the bagel boss guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, pity that man. Um, and everybody is doing the internet thing where they're like, fuck this guy, this guy, he's trash, and blah, blah, blah. And look at, we found his YouTube page, and it's him with a chip on his shoulder everywhere he goes. Right. And it was like, there was this one video at 7-Eleven that he filmed where, like, the guy at 7-Eleven asked him how tall he was. Yeah. And and they're like, look at this racist. And I'm like, that how would... much, the, he could be a shooter. Right. But instead, he's a guy from New York who's five feet tall, and everyone shits on him. Like, it's clear, and everyone's like, well, I'm, relatively short and i didn't become an asshole well you're also not in new york you're also not this guy's life like how do we not what happened to empathy for everyone yeah kind of a thing i mean not everyone per se but like i don't look at fucking the president who's gotten everything and is still a piece of shit then you can go fuck yourself but like yeah when somebody is like a generally bad person but you see you can i could see the map Right. Of how he got to where he is. Oh, yeah. I saw the map. And we didn't see what happened before that video. Right. And we didn't see the people antagonizing this guy. And we don't see this guy going home and fucking crying himself to sleep all the time because he happened to be short. Right. I think there's there's this weird thing where a lot of people right now are very pro-mental health and making sure people with mental health issues get the help they need but then also you see someone on a video like that who there's some degree of mental illness clearly even if it's just like a depression or ptsd kind of thing oppositionally defiant yeah like like it's it's something clear and it's not really cause for mocking a person i don't think it's it's sad well that's sad to see the internet in general especially i would say especially twitter and facebook um, are really designed to jump on and ridicule before we know anything, oh, yeah. anything. And so, like, if you are thrust in the limelight in any way, you are going to have people shitting on you. Right. And this guy, like, you look at Twitter and, like, it was all short jokes anyway. So it's like, okay, well, I get it. Yeah. I get why this dude has a hair across his ass at all times because – He's fucking... Yeah, you're kind of proving... His life is miserable. He's been shit on by everybody he meets because he's short. He's like, being body shamed consistently. Yeah, and not even body shamed for something he did. Right. You know? It's not like he ate too many donuts and got <laughs> short. You know? Like, that's not how that works. Right. It's not like he's not exercising or he's lazy. It's just he's short. He was born this way. And if this story was a anybody different... I feel like there would be a lot more empaths on the other end. Right. Being like, you know, it would be nice. Yeah. You know, but instead it's this guy and, and you know, he, he clearly has uh, tasted the red pill a little bit. Right. And so it's, I, I'm, I think this man is a tragedy. Oh, he's definitely I, I, a tragedy. I think he's representative of sort of the failings of certainly t- social media right now. Yeah, social media, it, it kind of ties into the incel thing, which we talked about on this podcast on an episode with Caitlin Cut. And the thing about incels, the thing we need to be doing with incels is what Boston, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The, uh, the band? <laughs> yes. What the it's band, more than a feeling is what it is. <laughs> what the band Boston did with youth homicide at one point where – Getting involved. Yeah. Boston had this program where if they identified a, a kid who looked like he might be on the path to becoming a killer, they would just send someone out to fucking talk to him and be like, hey, you're not going to kill anyone, are you? And if he was like, maybe, they would like, talk him right, out of yeah, it. Yeah, let's uh... – And youth homicide dropped by something like 80%. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal. That's how the post office fixed mass shootings. They eventually at one point were like, all right, we're just going to have a person in every post office who looks for these people before they start shooting and talks them out of shooting. And it like mass shootings just completely dropped off. 
that's what we need to be doing with things like the incel movement because the other side is doing it. They're seeing this movement of dudes who are just like, why won't girls fuck me? And then the right's coming in and going, because of Jews. Yeah, it, instead of being like, well, let's work on that personality. Yeah, instead you of know. someone going in and being like, well, let's talk. We can probably work this out. I, I had a conversation once with somebody who was essentially an incel, a comic. And he was kind of talking about being upset about not being successful with women. And I was like, all right. And he was a, a, a heavier guy, not an ugly dude, but a heavier guy. And, and I know exactly who you're talking yes. about. Yes. Uh and I, 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 I sympathized, and I said, that sucks, man. It does. I, I get it. We, we have a biological imperative that affects our emotional uh, health, too, which is, like, you can't deny that aspect of it, too, where, yeah. you know, coupling is, is literally a biological imperative. Right. Um, so to, to sort of be denied that, I get the frustration. So I was like, all right, well, here's what I'm thinking. I, I, I was like, maybe fix the diet a little bit, eat a little bit less of the bad stuff and more of the good stuff. Right. And wean your way into that. I was like, maybe instead of two hours of video games a day, do 45 minutes and then do an hour 15 at the gym. Yeah. And my, the response I got was, yeah, but I like eating that stuff and I like video games. And I was like, well, then fine. Do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. I was like, what? One more. <laughs> I'm here. I'm trying to help. Right. If you're going to fight me against me being like, oh, I was also in this situation. Let me explain to you how I worked my way out of it. Yeah. But that also then will highlight the personality flaw of like, oh, you're so stubborn that even if you did get healthier, like maybe your brain is not in the situation where you're going to hold on to it. And that's yeah. where we get, there's a there's this other face former Facebook friend of mine, comedian, who unfriended me because I literally wrote the sentence, uh, watching you slowly and gradually red pill yourself has been fascinating. And this is a guy, he was in really good shape. Tell me who it is, I'll censor it out. Uh, this guy named Oh yeah, I've heard that guy's a piece of shit. And, I, and he was like, start really getting like, you could see he was on it. And I was like, watching you red pill yourself is, is yeah. a fascinating thing to watch. And I ran into a mutual friend, and I kind of like, jokingly brought up that situation he's like oh yeah he's like he hooks up all the time yeah and i was like is he dating or is he just hooking up and he was like oh he just hooks up i don't think he can he really holds down a girlfriend i'm like yeah abs get you the hookup right but like a personality gets you dating and this guy has none of that right and so like you have to learn how to cultivate that and and there are ways to do that there sure are, yeah. And if you immediately are like, hey, I'm from New York. I don't have to be nice to people. Yeah, you're you do. You're going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the whole... I Because I see it with Boston people all the time. It's just how I am. Well, stop being that. Yeah. You can change. We all can change. Yeah, that's that's a thing I think we're seeing a lot with comedy in general, is this resistance to change. When... The truth is comedy's been changing all the time forever. Yeah. Like couldn't get away with that joke anymore. Right. Well, yeah, so sure. you can't, so you can't so get away with it anymore. Grow. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't be like, "Hey, you know what's wrong with the blacks?" Like you can't. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. And uh that's that's life. Sorry you're not good enough to adapt. You still right. use it. like I see that a lot like I'll tell you about that time I did a show and there was a guy whose credit was that he's been doing this for 25 years. That was the credit. And then he came on and did Yikes. the, the, the Lewinsky jokes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so when you say 25 years, you meant the act. Right. He's been doing this act for 25 years. That's the dirty little secret of that argument is that the problem isn't that people have changed. It's that there are so many road comics out there just doing jokes from 10, 15 years and ago. And they can't adapt. It's like you need to change. Because they can't workshop new material. Right. Because they have to do what works. And then it turns into people being like, oh, well, I'm a comedian. You can't tell me what to say. Ugh. Yeah, we can. Those fucking. Like, you're dealing with consumers. Like, you're making yeah, a product. Yeah, you are, you are selling a, a for... good and or service. Yeah, so they can absolutely say they don't like it anymore. Yeah. And that you don't get to be a person who makes comedy. And then the bad, the bad part of that is what those people become. Because then they become yeah. the, like that fuckstick musical guy who writes fart songs, and now he's like an alt-right comic. Yeah. The guy, he was in like New York, and everyone's like, my neighbors are chasing me out. I forget his name because he's not important. Yeah. Um, but like that kind of a thing, where it's like the only direction you have to go if you refuse to not be a lazy asshole 
is being like an alt-right free speech comic. Right. And those are the worst. They really are. Anytime. Oh, man. <laughs> there's, there's a certain group of people you meet when you just know they're going to try to talk to you about Joe Rogan. <laughs> and you're like, uh, when I oh, – I'll tell a story. Uh, when I signed up uh, – when, when I, I signed my contract with Sideshow to do my, my podcast, uh, we – I have to do a YouTube viewing. I have to do it on YouTube as well. It's yeah. taped because uh, one of the people that did it wants, wanted to do it like, sort of like – I want kind of like a Joe Rogan vibe. And in the middle of the meeting, I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. I'll never have a Joe Rogan vibe. <laughs> Because I'm not going to not challenge terrible people on their shitty ideals. Like, right. This is not going to happen. I was like – and I kind of like bristled and he could tell that like that wasn't the right thing to say. Yeah. To some, like you want Joe Rogan numbers. Right. Because we all want Joe Rogan numbers. But I'm not just going to do fucking bath salts and, and talk about <laughs> space for three hours or whatever. You know. I think that that kind of speaks to – I don't know how to put this to make it an unpopular opinion, but the idea that just having a person with different viewpoints on a TV show or podcast is automatically giving that person a platform. It is if you're doing it like Joe Rogan. If you let them just talk and you go, wow. Right. That is giving them a platform. I've had Isaac Simpson on this podcast several times. Isaac Simpson is an alt-right dude. but. I challenge the things he says on the podcast. I think that's important. And that, I feel like, is a big difference. Anytime you can push someone's dick in the dirt for being a bad person, I'm all about it. Right. I have rules about my podcast, by the way. I can't talk about religion or politics. Oh, wow. And there were, uh, there were parts where uh, we kind of got into talks about uh, sort of uh, boosting my sort of visibility in the company. And it was like, well, you'd have to not be political at all on your social media. And I was like, well... I guess we're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, and I wrote in the thing, I was like, dude, there's some things that people call political aren't political. Like, I don't right. think, I don't think women's rights are, are locking children in cages and separating them from their families is politics. No. So if other people have decided to make it political and that's how the decision comes in, I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a silent ally because that's just yeah. not, that's just not an ally. Yeah, that's like it would it would be I sometimes think really great if Unpops partnered with a website or something to give us a automatic built-in audience. Yeah, visibility, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I know a lot of podcasts that succeed solely because of that. But I mean that's hi. <laughs> yeah. But like I I don't as much as more money would be nice giving up that kind of control is a thing I don't know if I could ever do. Like when this all started and I, I lost my job at Cracked, one of the first things I did was try and like write for Vice and all these yeah. other places. But then I was back to having an editor who was telling me how to write my articles. And it's like, motherfucker. Yeah, th there comes a point where like you have to say, like, I'm going to do this. Just you just let me do my thing my way. Yeah, I had that with uh, I, I wrote uh, there's a new uh, new website out called Vimes and they're fans. I think they're fans of, of of I think it started here and they were like, we'd like you to write some we're a nerdy website. We'd like you to write some articles. And um, the way I had been writing previously was very much sort of in the old cracked style. Yeah, wh which meant they wanted a 1500 word article and I was and I handed in a 2900 word article. And they were like, oh, can we break this up? I was like, you're going to pay me for two articles? Right. And they're like, no. I'm like, then please keep it this way. And oh, it's yeah. good. I liked it. It was fun. Minus some editorial issues. Uh, it was like a fun thing to write for. What kind of editorial issues? Um, there were a couple of like doubled up words. Like it was more like the when in, in publication there were errors that didn't get oh. deleted. Like captions and parentheses with like, a, it was more just like it looks sloppy on my end. And I'm like, hey, let's fix this. Yeah. Um, but I loved working and writing writing that for them. But, like, I also opened up with, like, I want to do this. I opened pretty much with, like, just let me do this my way, and then you can fix anything structurally. Yeah. But, like. Yeah. I just, I can't. I don't know. I feel I like get I'm, it. I feel like I'm good at what I do. And yeah, I, you I were can't. a great writer. Unless I'm making, like, a TV show or something, which, I, like, something I've never done, then yeah. people can tell yeah. me. Yeah. If shit. I'm new to this world, I get it. But, yeah, yeah. like, you got to fit into the vice. It's like, well, then why are you hiring me? Yeah. You've seen what I do. But thank you for the money. And if you ever want to have me back, but with yeah. a little more freedom, 
I'd be all for it. Uh, yeah, I would like more money. Yeah. I was going to start an Unpops publication on Medium, and I still might, but I started writing for them to kind of get a feel for what it would be like. And I wrote a bunch of articles called, I called them Unpopular Opinion, and then whatever the title was, which would be a statement of an opinion. Yeah. And like they, the way Medium works is they, they read every article that is submitted and decide if it gets promoted to the front page. Oh. And they promoted a bunch of my articles to the front page. And then like a month later, send out an email saying that they're starting a publication called Unpopular Opinion. It's like motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, you have legal. You have like a. a, I need to like trademark it. But you also have precedent. Yeah. It's whatever. I have a friend of mine that fucking pushed uh, AMC stick in the dirt for Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, really? They fucking ripped off his comic hard. He did a, a comic that's basically like, what if the apocalypse happened and you're on a boat? Oh, shit. And like, how do you deal with that? Like, what happens? And it's fine. It's a good comic. I enjoyed reading it. Um, but, like, the agent that he was working with to, like, get him, get something to happen in Hollywood, that ended eventually kind of, like, fell apart or whatever, uh, went on to Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, shit. And then they used that entire plot line. And he's just like, you can't fucking, you yeah. can't do that. And, like, sued uh, AMC and, and this guy. and Good. And maybe, yeah. And maybe Robert Kirkman, which, not, not to fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, Fuck you, like, Robert Kirkman. Oh, oh, don't say that. I didn't say that. Oh, who is that? He's the creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible and, and uh, a very prolific and important person in comics. Okay. And I'm a coward and want him on my show. Jeff doesn't say fuck you, Robert but Kirkman. kind of fuck you, Robert But me, Kirkman. fuck you. It's the same. I'll say it. He me. also he fucked over Frank Darabont over The Walking Dead, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Also, he like wouldn't shut up when I was trying to film an Instagram story <laughs> at uh, at, at Sideshow, and he was like there doing yeah. the tour, and I was like, "Come on, come on, no, no, you're um, fucking lame, dude." That being said, so like it looks like we're uh, sort of getting there. Yeah, um, I've I've been enjoying doing something where I'm I'm on it, like with Sideshow, where it's my it's like it's literally called Sideshow's Sideshow with Jeff May because I'm the only one that's not an employee. So right. I like, call it the sideshow. Like I'm a side piece. Oh go yeah. For it, and I get to do that. It's only biweekly. I wish it was. I wish it was weekly. Fuck it. Do um, it weekly. I don't get to control what they pay me. Send them a new episode every week. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> no. I. It's great, dude. I go in and it's. It, it looks like I'm recording at like a radio station. Yeah. They have like the whole like I have this really great producer on one side and I have like all the the padding and everything and I'm it's literally in a room but they fucking record it and it's like kind of boring to me. Because it's just me and another person, yeah, like in an interview. But and like, I think the max YouTube views we've gotten have been like one point seven thousand. It's yeah. not crazy, right? It's still eyes on you, you know. But uh, and then the podcast listens are infinitely higher, right? But they just they want to do that Rogan style, like yeah, interviewing like stir. But it's but it's one shot. It's more like a PBS thing than it is like a a stern or a or where like the cameras are on different people yeah and it's edited in that way you watch espn during the day lately like Uh, that's what their tv shows are now and you can tell they're just recording podcasts yeah and filming it and putting it on espn i don't have espn because we use uh sling oh really no espn on and uh it's all the fox sports stuff which is great but like we couldn't watch the the all-star game or anything how much do you pay for Sling? I don't know. My roommate covers it. Oh. I cover – I do Netflix, Hulu, uh, the DC app. Mm. Uh, Netflix. CBS All Access? Get on it, baby. I mean – Star Trek. No. Twilight Zone. I've watched a few Twilight Zones. Uh, my friend Lisa, the Mint on Card co-producer, is, uh, she has the CBS. So I'll come – I'll go over there and watch some shit. Yeah. Twilight Zone, I was not impressed by the, the stuff they brought to the table. It was fine. It was average. Yeah. Watching Kumail Nanjiani lose people was nice. Yeah, I've met Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, a, he was a dick. He's a fucking cunt. He was a dick, yeah. So, yeah, that was good. It is funny, too, that like every time you have a conversation with people, it's like, oh, he seems so likable. I'm like, he sure does seem that way. Yeah, a lot of people seem super likable, yep. and they are super not. <laughs> super not. Super not, baby. Yeah, I remember we did a show with him at the Improv, and he was... Dan O'Brien ran the light by like 45 minutes and Camille Nanjani was understandably bothered, but he got on stage and was like, so you people work for cracked. Wouldn't it be way cooler to work for mad? 
And it's like, yeah, it'd be way cooler to make yeah. eight grand a year putting out yeah, putting out four a mag- issues a, a year. quarterly <laughs> magazine that goes out in supermarkets. Sure. Right. Yeah, that would be way cooler. Uh, unpopular opinion: Camille Nanjani's an asshole. I mean, is that <laughs> man? We didn't hold anything back, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really nice people too. There like, are. I, I've uh, I've gotten some great people to do uh, mint on card. Like it's starting to get like. I mean, it's been great but like we had uh, dana gould on and uh carlos Els rocky who was on reno 911 oh yeah and, uh he was like the voice of rocco from my, and they're like the nicest people yeah so like there's so many nice people out there that like when you meet an asshole that's like doing well you're like ah you don't deserve this yeah yes you work hard but you're a dick yeah anyway official enemy of the pod kumail nanjian <laughs> Everyone, Iron Giant, Kamel Nanjani. There it is. Uh, tweet. <laughs> I don't want. Don't do that. Please don't do that because I don't need to have my comedy career torpedoed. Because it'll always come back to me. Nah. It one hundred percent does. Please we'll don't see. do that. Uh, um, so I'm glad we did this. Yeah, we'll have to do more in the future. We'll yeah, get, we'll, we'll we'll guest on each other's. We'll, we'll do each other's stuff. Things like I'd love yeah. to do Mint on Card. Well, we're around. When comedians inevitably cancel, let me know. Comedians canceling shows and <laughs> comedians canceling shows in toy stores. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy we talked. I love you, man. I love you too, man. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss your friendship. I miss your friendship. Uh, I miss going to movies. I miss, go- I miss going to, to friendly movies with you. I miss getting beers thrown at us at Dodger games. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That I got was to fun. S- you know, I got to see the Red Sox win the World Series. Yeah, you year, told right? me. That's great. I saw the Cubs win the World Series, but it was on Portugal the Man's tour bus. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I was training Portugal the Man Birmingham. on a box, right? Yeah. Uh, John hits like a motherfucker. Oh, does he? He hits like a bastard. I'm going to see him this weekend. I'm going to ask him to punch me. Dude. Like, I got to the point where I have to be like, all right, well, if you're doing this towards him, you can't throw like you do here. Right. Yeah. Like, if I like, he throws those straight rights and they're brutal. Zach's great. They're all great, by the way. They're oh. all like, they're all really great to train. Like, I, I'm always just like, can you move down here and I can do this as a job? I'm going to have them beat the shit out of me in Sioux Falls this weekend. Do it. Do it. Zach, uh, Zach's like a real good, uh, He's really like like uh, Zach and Jason are really like motivated. Uh, John just wants to punch everything, and it's fucking great. That's like, awesome. It is really great. Yeah, I was I was going to there every day, and I, I would train sometimes up to six people. Nice. Fucking Eric doing shit and everything. It was awesome. That's great. It was fucking rad. They're all they're like the best people. They are. I'm excited to see them. This will be up by then. But I'm opening a, a show in Sioux Falls with them because I used to live there. But yeah, they're great. And so uh, Mint on Card, it's still the second Friday of every month. And beautiful Magnolia in downtown, or not downtown Burbank. Not, it's Park. not downtown. Jeff, downtown back. is like further yeah, up the street. it's where movies are. Right. Um, so there's that. That's still a thing, as you brought up. Uh, I get uh, I get Sideshow Sideshow with Jeff May, available uh, through Sideshow Collectibles. Uh, and then uh, I do Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed's Patreon. Very nice. Lots of fun. Uh, When's this going up, anyway? This will be up a week from Monday. A week from Monday. Hey, I hope I saw you at uh, Comic-Con <laughs> last week. Um, but uh, also, if you're in, uh, in the Massachusetts area, I, uh, myself and Valerie Tossi, my uh, lover, uh, are co-headlining a, uh, a show in Worcester, Mass. at Greater Good on August 18th um, called the Not Looking for Anything Serious Encore because we did a tour before. Who books that? Uh, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll email you. I'll yes. send you my avails. Send me your avails for my <laughs> me and my girlfriend doing, uh, hoping we don't break up before the show. <laughs> I guess it wasn't serious. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to plug, Adam? Oh, you know, Unpops, Patreon, patreon.com slash Unpops, five bucks a month. You get all kinds of bonus shit. Are you shitting me? Only $5. What a steal. Also, uh, if you're looking for free episodes of all the podcasts that we put out, Go to unpops.com. We post our free episodes there every day, including show notes and links to sources. All that good shit. Link your sources. Well, we exercised some demons. We sure did. Yeah. I'm still going to murder you after this, which is weird. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When we were close, that was inevitable anyway. No one would see it coming now. That's fair. We just did this whole thing. And I'd be like, why would I have murdered? Like, why would I kill the guy that I just just recently invited into my murder barn? 
Right. Exactly. That's pretty much what the studio. Why is. would that? Yeah. This is we're uh, living it up with uh, David Huntsberger's Murder Barn, but in an upgrade. Here. Yeah, it's a li- this. I think was definitely a converted garage at one point. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I'll I'll need this if I ever become homeless. Oh yeah, it's a person could live here. My roommate's having a kid. Oh really? So either he leaves or I leave, and I am like fucking on eggshells figuring it out. Oh shit! Yeah, because my rent is so cheap. Yeah, I don't know how I'll make an adjustment to the real world. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, well that'll happen. If you need to crash here, you can. I might. Anyway, all uh, right. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, get out of here. All right. Uh, Jeff, say goodbye. You get the renewed friendship rookie card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs>